bottom line, it's business 101, people. (laughs) Treat your clients well, and they will continue to buy from you, or in this case, rent. Welcome to your Landlord Resource Podcast. Many moons ago, when I started as a landlord, I was as green as it gets. I may have had my real estate license, but I lacked confidence and the hands-on experience needed when it came to dealing with tenants, leases, maintenance, and bookkeeping. After many failed attempts, fast forward to today, Kevin and I have doubled our doors and created an organized, professionally operated rental property business. Want to go from overwhelmed to confident? If you're an ambitious landlord or maybe one in the making, join us as we provide strategies and teach actionable steps to help you reach your goals and the lifestyle you desire, all while building a streamlined and profitable rental property business. This is your Landlord Resource Podcast. Hey, landlords. This is Stacy. I'm here with my co-host and hubby, Kevin. Hi there. Welcome to the show. We are on episode two today. We're talking about tenant retention and renewals. This is a good one. This is a good one. You know, it's obviously impossible to keep tenants forever, but these days with rents stabilizing and in even some places it's going down, it's really worth making that effort to get those tenants to renew. Yeah. Think about it. Seriously, all the hard work that goes into finding that ideal tenant, you know, the marketing, the photos, the writing, updating everything, the screening, getting people to call you back. That's always something that really kind of frustrates us sometimes. Oh, for sure. And then, you know, you're meeting meeting people to show the unit. You have to make sure it's all clean and everything's together and, you know, all the attributes are showing. Exactly. And it's time and money. Like you mentioned, it's the cleaning, the painting, repairs, maintenance. (laughs) More cleaning because I like a clean unit. She does. And people really appreciate it. Even the prospects that come through, even if they don't, you know, decide even to apply, they all comment on, wow, this is one of the cleanest properties we've seen. Yep. I like them clean. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) Well, another thing why you want to do this, you want to keep your consistent rental income because as we all know, vacancies pull from your reserves And on the other side, the less income, you're not adding to your reserves. So if you have a tenant you like and they respect your property, you would really be sad to see them go. Yeah. I mean, you have the the uncertainty of prospective tenants. It's, It's hard to find good ones with a solid background. So, I mean, recently it took us three months to fill a studio apartment that we had. Usually people are a bit more hesitant for a studio apartment, but we did find a young lady that was out of New York and it was basically living in a closet. And so she was thrilled, thought it was the Taj Mahal. Exactly. And the the studios, to be fair, they're the ones where you don't usually have people there for long-term. No. Long-term, but... uh, I think the longest we had was three years. Yeah. That's a... Yeah. Yeah. So we've given you the why... You want to keep a a really good tenant. And now the important what. Obviously, you want to maintain your property. One of the reasons your tenant chose to live in your property was because it was cleaned. It was well-maintained. You always constantly want to do inspections, both inside and out. The obvious things you want to look for on the outside, peeling paint, loose fence posts, you know, dry rot around the windows or doors. 
especially on the decks or or stairs. That's not just cosmetic. That's yeah, you know, safety. Yeah, you have to be careful about that with the with the raised decks and stuff. And then for multi-family units, want to make sure your walkways are swept. The landscaping is kept up, and the exterior lighting is working. A lot of this is your your maintenance people that you have, your landscape people, but you want to keep on top of that. So by maintaining the property, I think it shows to the tenants, not only you have pride in your investment, but you care about them living in a, you know, safe, clean environment. Yeah. So one thing we need to kind of go over here is about when tenants contact you with a question or a maintenance request, you really need to make sure that you respond to them promptly. You know, just send them a quick text, letting them know you received their message and that you're working on it. And and that, that goes a long way. Yeah. We had a, a tenant, we have a two-bedroom, two-bath, and one of the bathrooms had a small leak under the sink. And you know, the person was like, well, I, I need the bathroom, I need the bathroom. And it's like, well, that's not dire. You have another, you have another sink, you have another, you know, place to put the water. So why don't you just put a bucket under it? Give me a, a day or two to get a, a plumber out there. I didn't really want to spend, you know, a lot of money on a 24-hour plumber to get him out there and you know, it all worked out at the end, but but it was important for them to hear that you were on it. You right. weren't just ignoring it. You went. You didn't leave it at oh, just put a bucket. We'll get to it when we no, get no, to no, it. No, 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 no. We never do that. Right. No, we never do that. But you, know, you have to keep in mind if it's a safety issue or a health issue or a noise complaint, you need to act on those right away. So one example of that is just recently. Yep. I mean, in the last week yeah, or so, week, yeah. our garbage for the sixplex hadn't been picked up from the dumpster. We have a two, two and a half yard dumpster there and the lock had gotten jammed and the garbage company came out and they couldn't get the lock to disengage. So they just left and we never got a phone call from them. We not, never got a phone call from the tenants. And so the tenants were just putting their garbage on top of the dumpster and we had no idea. So finally, our contractor's there and he's doing some work and he called and says, do you know, the garbage hasn't been picked up in a couple of weeks. And we had, you know, we had no idea. One call and it was it was done in 12 hours. So, I mean, if we don't know, you know, we we can't fix it. Yeah. So, so this kind of goes both ways. The, the first thing I was surprised and I think you were too, Stace, that lack of responding quickly to maintenance requests or any kind of requests. More tenants move out because of this than even an increase in rent. That's a, that's a huge issue that I if, I, if you would have asked me, I would have said, I thought it, I think it's because they raised the rent, not because of that. Right. And so you want to encourage your tenants to let you know when issues arise. I mean, you don't want them to be afraid to contact you. You want to encourage them because a lot of times small little issues can be taken care of and they don't turn into big issues one of the deal, the infamous machine washer, washing, washing machine, machine <laughs> <laughs> reverse that, had a leak. And we didn't know about it until we did the move out inspection. And all of a sudden, we're saying, okay, what's going on here? You could tell what you were walking through. Oh, you could see. <laughs> no, I was. the water was squishing out from underneath the laminate flooring. Right. <laughs> so it's not something she not couldn't some- have missed. Yeah. And what could have turned into a, you know, us or one of our maintenance people going in there taking care of that, it turned into what it was, a couple thousand thousands of dollars. dollars. Yeah, yeah, because it leaked down, it got dry rot. And well, there was mold behind the washer that we oh, had to yeah. remediate that. There was all sorts that. of 
But this is a case of you want to encourage your tenants to let you know. And a good way of doing that is when they send you a maintenance request, you're on it. Yeah, let them know. Let them know you're you're responsible with regards to that. I want to talk briefly about landlords, and I'm mostly single-family home landlords who are happy just to get a renter in there, and they don't do inspections, they don't do rental increases, they don't do preventative maintenance or anything, and they probably like the fact that the tenant doesn't call, and then what happens is over time, the house starts having some major issues, and then the tenant may move out. And then you're stuck with not a lot of revenue that you've made because you haven't increased the rent to cover all these expenses and, and the maintenance that now needs to get done is going to take probably, you know, a month or two exactly. as opposed to if you would have just stayed on top of it, you, you know, your tenant may have even stayed. So, And this is where you want to address this in the least. You want to spell out who's responsible for what issues so there's no confusion. There's the obvious ones, the tenant, the interior light bulbs, the batteries and smoke detectors, air filters, and then depending on, you know, how you want to structure it. Appliances. Appliances. Yeah. You know, some cases, the, you know, they provide a washer dryer and it could be the tenant's responsibility. If something goes off, they're responsible for getting it repaired or a dishwasher, something like that. Obvious, like refrigerators stoves, those type of deal are, will be the, should be, should be the owner's responsibility, but you don't want any, I thought that's why I didn't call. You want to make it clear from the beginning. Right. One way to, to make sure that everything is going well with your units is to do semi-annual inspections. So that's what we strive to do. The tenants are going to feel like you care about the unit and prior to going in for the inspections, if you email them and let them know you're going to be coming in, obviously, but ask them if there's any issues that need to be addressed. That goes a long way. So when we contact our tenants about going in, um, we ask if there's any any concerns. We have our contractor who comes in and he does the inspections with us because he is checking things that we don't really know how to tell if there's an issue or not. He knows the lifespan of a lot of things like that. So before it becomes an issue. Right. So he can tell. Preventative maintenance. There you go. So, you know, recently we did our inspections up at the apartments and one guy came back and he said, yeah, I have a, I have a receptacle that's not working in the bathroom and the kitchen faucet is leaking. And the nice thing about knowing this in advance is that we can prepare. So we can tell the contractor, hey, you know, the sink's leaking you know, what do you think it's going to be? We can bring in the GFI plug with us when we go in to do the work. And all the work can be done that day rather than us going in, discovering the problem, having to then come back and schedule another day to come into the unit and disturb the tenant. So, And the tenants really appreciate this because you, it's showing that you value their time also. It's you know, you're letting them know in advance you're going to be there. That's great. But it's like, okay, so now we'll be back tomorrow or the next day. And a lot of times, obviously, they don't have to be there. But if you can get it done all at one time, they appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, as much as maybe you don't want to be in the unit, they don't want you in the unit. The other thing that we look for is is we want to monitor the condition and the way that they're caring for the unit. 
So we're looking for like extreme clutter. We're looking in our single family homes. We're looking for blocked exits. We want to make sure there's not bikes or boxes or anything blocking an exit in case of a fire. Yeah. We're looking for mold on exterior walls. So sometimes that can indicate that there's a, a, a roof leak or a leak in a window or something along those lines. We're looking for lease violations like additional roommates, which we <laughs> couple times, which we found. And then obviously, you know, the the standard leaks in toilets and sinks and windows and and anything else that might be broken, like blinds or something. Well, a way to look at it, I mean, you are in the service based business, as right. uh, and a lot of people don't look at it that way. I like to think of it about it as like the new restaurant in town. You go there and the food could be fantastic and it could be a great designed restaurant. You sit down, the waiter comes up, welcomes you, says, I'll be right back. And you sit there for 20 minutes <laughs> and you haven't even had your water yet. Been there. So all of a sudden your experience starts to shrink. And by the end of the night, yes, the food and the environment is important, but you're there for the service and it can ruin everything. So think about your units as the food. It could be everything they're looking for. They could be pristine and all great when you move in. But when things go wrong here and there, it's like. Yeah, if you don't respond right. promptly or if you just kind of, you know, poo-poo their request. Exactly. You're yeah. like the waiter that disappears and you never see them again. Correct. Correct. So people are paying really good money to live in your units and they want to feel like they matter to you, uh, like a paying customer at a restaurant. Yep, exactly. Or an auto repair shop. Yes, that too. <laughs> We've fortunately had that experience too many times. Yeah. And it's how do you show tenants you care? It's just normal being a nice person, being <laughs> considerate, being friendly, open communication. You want to still be professional and courteous. Another couple ideas that we do is we do a welcome gift when they first move in. Stacy's great at that. She puts a little package together. It's really not a big deal. I mean, we we do a, a couple rolls of toilet paper and some paper towels, some bottled water in the fridge, some protein bars and chips. Yeah, and you, you, crackers you know, and some things. snacks and maybe some yeah. pasta sauce or whatever. Trail mix, yeah. And everybody's like, oh, that was so nice. It really gets you off on the right foot. Yeah. Other little things you can do, you know, send them a, a little note on their birthday. Around Christmas time, you can give them a, a gift card. You know, an Amazon gift card or a card to the local, you know, restaurant or, or sandwich. Yeah, shop. that's what we do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what we do. And once again, very much appreciate. Right. So remember that you can write off $25 a year per tenant um, for, for a, as a gift. So if you're looking for a way to give back, those are s some small little tax benefits that you can that you can utilize there. When you're contacting the tenants, I have a little tip for you. Keep your information to the facts. Don't give them too much information. Mm -hmm. You don't. They don't need to know the the name of the plumber that's coming out, or that the plumber isn't calling you back, or that the you know you hope the plumber's son doesn't come out because he's you know he's horrible or something. Don't don't give them any of that information. You just keep it keep it to the facts, ma'am. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and if there is a maintenance request or a complaint, be compassionate. Apologize for the inconvenience. Let them know it will be resolved. A lot of times it could be like a week, depending on you know what it is. And don't wait for th for them to call you saying 
when is something going to be taken care of? A lot of times, by that time, they've kind of worked themselves up to call you. Make sure you'd be you're proactive. Yeah, remember it's not easy for them to call. Some a lot of places, a lot of people don't like to call. Yeah, and if you give them a call and say, "Hey, I know it was a couple of days ago. I've contacted the plumber or whatever. We'll be there on by Monday." They're almost relieved, like, "Oh, okay." It kind of makes everybody feel like you're keeping up on it. They don't have to keep up to you to make sure you forgot about what happened. Right. The last thing that we want to address is doing upgrades to your units. So when you do inspections, see what you can renovate or replace to make that unit more updated or maybe even like energy efficient. (laughs) Get rid of those flush mount booby lights with the 160 watt light bulb, please. You you love those. Oh my gosh, I can't stand those things. But put up a nice ceiling fan, you know, moves the air around and or maybe at least like a brighter like LED fixture or something like that. Maybe in your multifamily units, consider sprucing up the common area. And that's one of the things that we've done with the yeah. Sacramento property. And we did it in stages. It started a, you know, a few years ago. We not a huge backyard, but it's a, you know, nice little outdoor mm-hmm. space. And it was really unutilized. It was a it was it's a cement pad basically, but it it we spruced it up to make it like a patio looking nice. Yeah. And yeah. I mean there were a couple of trees around, so it, it wasn't just completely bare, but we Put some furniture, some patio furniture. We got a great deal. We did. <laughs> yeah, watch your holiday sales on uh, Memorial Day as a great time to pick up some some fr- furniture. Maybe check out your Ace Hardware. That's where we got ours. Yeah. So we got a nice little patio set. We put an indoor-outdoor carpet out there. It looked nice. I believe the next year, I that, think that's when we did the string lighting. We did lighting over the, yeah, because people weren't able to go out there at night. And enjoy yeah. it. So we did and a, lights, and especially you know Sacramento in the uh, in the summertime can get pretty warm, and especially at night it's nice. It that's the best time. The it, best time. So yeah. you get some lighting out there. I think we added a dining table. We did out there, and I think the most recent we put a electric barbecue. We did. We did. We we opted for an electric barbecue. No gas. No propane. So we did an electric one. You don't have to worry about flames. It's safe. So yep. that's good. And clean. Yep. Yep. And and let me just back up a little here. That patio came in really helpful during the pandemic because it was an outdoor space where the tenants were able to and enjoy themselves and, and feel safe. And that was when everyone was all panicking about everything. But it was nice for them to have a space, an outdoor space to be able to do that. Yeah. They held a few little events out there. Then- <laughs> We had one tenant who he gets along really well with all the neighbors. He's lived there 13 years now. So um, they did a wine tasting event in the back in the back patio. And then we <laughs> found out we were like, we weren't invited. What's up with that? <laughs> but no, but right. it, it's it it's nice to see that not only appreciated, but it's being used. Yeah. No, it it is. I mean, it, it's a nice thing to do that we we took a couple years to do the improvements. We didn't do it all at once. And the tenants saw the constant improvements going on. And, and that's where the appreciation really kind of came in. Exactly. Yeah. So let's switch gears here. When it comes time to do a renewal, renewal, you want to be proactive. So 60 days before, you're going to send an email out. And in the email, you want to address the following things. You want to talk about what the current market rates are for rents in your area and make sure that's for the like property and with like amenities. For instance, our units are 
our sixplex is kind of in an area where you either have places that are brand spanking new with mm-hmm. a ton of amenities like a, a gym and a shipping room and all that kind of stuff. Or you've got these really old places that have single pane windows, no air conditioning and all those kinds of things. Our units kind of fall right in the middle there. So we have a little bit of play on our rent, but know, know your market understand what your amenities are and and how how competitive you are. You want to let them know what their new rental rate will be. And we keep that just below market so we can stay competitive. Yeah, usually around 3%. Around 3% below market. We also acknowledge the cost of moving. We kind of remind them of the time and the cost it takes to to find another place. I mean, they've got a new security deposit they're going to have to put down, things like that. We don't talk about all that, but we just acknowledge a simple little reminder letting them know about, you know, how what a hassle it is to move. And then we give them different options for the renewal. So obviously we'll do at least one year and then we do month to month in case they do know that they are only going to be there for another six months or so. We give them a month to month option at a at a you know higher rate. If we are in a position like we were recently with our Idaho properties, yeah. we had to do some large increases. Because uh, when we when we acquired the property, there was a couple of units that were well below way below, below market. Right. And so rather than do a large oh I think it was like a three hundred dollar increase. Yeah. We did a tiered increase. So for the first six months, we raised it 150. For the second six months, we raised it the other 150. And that got us up to right around we wanted where we wanted to be for market rate. And it let them slowly take on the increases rather than just slamming them with a $300 increase all at one time. And it showed us because they did renew. Yep. All of them did. So... And then offer an incentive if they do renew. And so here's the deal about incentives. (laughs) Choose something that you're probably going to have to do if they move out. So when you're in there during the inspections, you're going to, you're going to see, are the appliances really worn? Do the light fixtures need to be done? Does the carpet need to be replaced or maybe just cleaned? You know, does there obviously, you know, painting can be done. Yeah. So there's 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 options that you can do. You can even offer a, a house cleaner to go in and and do some work there. So not only would you be doing these if they moved out, um, but it's another way to make that tenant feel like they're valued. Like if they renew, you're going to do this for them. Yeah, you want them to be there. Right, exactly. So we have a renewal format letter that we use for our email. We're going to put a link to that download in the show notes. And the last thing I kind of want to say here is avoid cash incentives when you're renewing. Yeah, we want to aim to offer items that improve the quality of life for our tenant, but they also improve the property. Correct. Correct. I mean, so when landlords use cash incentives, like for say a $100 Amazon gift card, you limit yourself with your expenses and your deductions. Remember, you can only give a gift of $25 per year per tenant. So if you're going to spend 100 bucks, use it to improve the property. Like if you go if you spend $100 on having a house cleaner go in there and, and clean the unit, 
you can expense that out and it reduces your income at the end of the year. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Bottom line, it's business 101, people. (laughs) Treat your clients well and they will continue to buy from you or in this case, rent. We hope you found this podcast helpful. Please subscribe, tell your friends, help us get the word out. Join us next week as we discuss spring maintenance tips. Can't believe it's spring already. I know. (laughs) That's time is flying here. Thank you for listening. For my co-host, Kevin, this is Stacy. Have a great week, everyone. See you later. Bye.